Hello, and welcome to the Meddling Kids Podcast, a groovy review of everything Scooby-Doo. I'm your host, Chase Kupo, and today, uh, I don't know about the episode on Doc. I don't know if it feels like a fun one, you know? Normally, every single time, I can guarantee you, like, oh, this is going to be a good episode. But I don't know. This one is called Scooby-Doo Show, The Harem Scarum Sanitarium. Uh, apparently, the gang is going to Niagara Falls, and they end up spending the night in a sanitarium. And I will be honest with you guys, one of the reasons I'm not sure is because sanitarium sounds pretty ominous and gruesome. I don't even, I, I'll be super honest, off the top of my head, I don't know what a sanitarium is. I feel like I've I've known at some point, maybe, I read it in some literature before in school and I'd, I, I learned it, but I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Oh yeah, by the way, we're doing this live. Oh wait. Nope, hang on, hang on. <laughs> the one I am watching has been uh, reflecting horizontally on its axe. Axis, not on its axe. <laughs> nope, nope. It gets tough when you're uh, when you're trying to find these online. Hang on, everybody. Just staring at the screen loading. Here we go. Mysterious self. Hang around for Scooby-Doo. Come on, come on. Wow. It only let me skip forward once. And then I have no more clicks left. Sorry, I seem a little... Microphone's moving. I keep moving in and out of the microphone range. I'm not really set up here. It's early. Not super early. I like to be up early. But I'm doing this right before work. I'm just a little rushed. There we go. I think it's still... On its... Horizontal. Alright, so we open up in what I presume is Niagara Falls. And there's a, a very glowy figure on top of the falls. I guess I would compare him to a zombie. He's looking around. He's got like a surgeon's outfit and he looks and he looks shocked because he sees the gang in their Mr. Machine driving down this rainy, scary road in this rainy, scary night. So he sees the gang and he was a little shocked. And now the gang has seen him and he's starting to make a big deal about it, laughing and running after him. And and the gang doesn't see him, but Shaggy notices him. I really like this intro. It feels like there's stakes already. Alright, so the gang has been stopped at a roadblock. And there's a guy in a trench coat. Officer Oldfield. Oop, classic Scooby background music here. I don't know where the gang was going, but they are definitely lost. That's for sure. As they stated, but I'm just telling you. So apparently they stumbled upon a road that's normally used by by evildoers. This is a road that they're on. It's like a side road that's normally for evildoers who are trying to sneak across the border. Going into Canada, I believe. So 
So the gang has been told to take the left fork Foster Road on the ro- as they go forward. Make sure they go the right way. And he's and the officer Oldfield says, "Watch out for the ghost of Doctor Coffin, an old uh, surgeon who went mad." Is that what it was? Not. I got to go back. Watching this live is so tough. Oh, just the ghost of Doctor Coffin. They didn't say surgeon. He has like a surgeon's outfit. I would say. I mean. It looks like he was like in the middle of surgery and he died or something. They're very kid friendly stuff here. Although that's that's my backstory. So the gang is looking diligently for Foster Road, but the lightning str <laughs> God I'm tired. The la- lightning struck the sign for Foster Road and turned it the wrong way to the other fork. Sorry, I sniffled in the mic. Although, to be fair, I feel like the officer said take the left fork and Foster was pointing right anyway, but... Wow, what the hell? Oh, pardon my French. There was an ambulance driving by with its sirens going and the gang didn't pull over at all. They just let it go by them and it splashes their van as if it did something wrong. Although the gang wasn't offended, they weren't mad. They decided to follow it. They want to see where it's going. What's up if everyone's okay? Which I would just be like, oh, it's on ambulance and then keep on driving. But that's why I'm not part of the gang, I guess. Wow. So they follow the ambulance to the sanitarium. I really like these past few episodes, by the way. They've been using a lot of great cues from Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Like the the background music. Yep. So there, the ambulance was bringing someone to the stand. Okay, and before I, I, I uh, resume this episode that I'm watching, uh, I, there is like a, lo- a lot of clipping and noise in in the audio. I think probably in the last couple episodes too. I didn't. I thought it was. I I did okay, but I think one of my XLR cables or or, or maybe the USB. I might have to get a new one. So if the audio doesn't sound total totally up to par, I'm sorry. I try. I gave it my best. Okay. So here we go. All right. So after oh gee, <laughs> after they get out of the van, they, Scooby and Shaggy are all spooked, and they hear this growling and yelling. And I thought it was Doctor Coffin, but it was two dogs. And the two dogs, the way they were barking, you can clearly tell they couldn't be bothered to get an actual bark and do something with it. They had two guys going, it was great. Dr. Trooksbury opens the door to the sanitarium and Fred tries to say, we got lost in the storm and he he doesn't even let him finish before he, uh, uh, he invites them in. Shaggy and Scooby are surprised to see the dogs that attacked them or tried to attack them. And Dr. Trooksbury says, uh, Cuddles and Snookums are their names. 
So Dr. Coffin could control the dogs. He was doing brainwave experiments. And he could control them playing certain kinds of music. So and and Velma's like, well, I heard the organ playing just before they attacked us. So what's the deal, Mister Trucksberry? And he's like, no, 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 no. I can explain. It was it was the ghost of Doctor Coffin. Wow, I thought his name was Trucksberry, not Gooseberry. Oh, Shaggy and Scooby do make the valiant decision to just just sprint right out of there. They don't. They won't stand for this garbage. But uh, Gooseberry, Trucksberry, Berryface, Barry McBerryface invites him back for dinner. And, of course, you know, that convinces him. Oh, man, Scooby's going to pull that classic move where he eats all, almost all of the food. He left Shaggy one piece of ham. This is the kind of cartoon ham that looks really, really appetizing. I like ham on Christmas and Thanksgiving, not turkey. So, so Barry McBerryface said that they keep bringing him patients, but they keep disappearing. And it's like, how are you? How do you still have a? How are you in business? Where's your? Where's your medical license? But he says most people were scared off by the ghost. Which is interesting to have your patients scared off by a ghost, but I'd say that's part of their condition. But you know, whatever. But apparently Dr. Coffin's ghost is trying to finish his brainwave experiments. Cheggy still wants to leave, but it's too stormy to travel, you know? I'll give Barry McBerryface that one. But still, he feels very... He has a very threatening presence, even though he has a very nice, calm voice. Ah... They're picking bunks well more like Fred is ordering them which bunks they're going to sleep in. The boys get one room, girls get another room. And Fred tells Scooby to sleep near the window. He's like, all right, cool, with the smile on his face. But Dr. Coffin shows up in the window. Oh, and wow, Fred actually finally saw him. But he wasn't scared. That's not surprising. It's maddening, maddening how con inconsistent the older kid's reaction is to ghosts and monsters. Well, it's always a ghost, even if it's a monster's ghost. Sometimes they run away and they're like, Jeepers, we gotta get out of here. Sometimes they think Shag they're they're they think Shaggy and Scooby are crazy. I don't know. But anyway, Scooby gets scared and he hops on a, a moose head on the wall, like a, a trophy head. And uh he opens a secret passage in the wall. And walk into this room, I see a sink on the wall, a little wash your hands kind of sink. And they're walking by one one wall of this like hallway or room is a mirror, and it's like a not a trick mirror per se, but it's like curved, so it gives like you know it's almost like a trick mirror, so it gives them different illusions. Scooby has a little fun with it. Yeah, Scooby tries to have fun, and Fred uh, Fred really lays into him. Holy moly. Fred is trying to find a... 
He's trying to find a a light switch, and Shaggy's like, "Go oh, here, here, I got it." And uh, he flips a light switch, and literally the roof of this place opens. Like it's it honestly looks cool, and then like the the clouds clear, and there's a full moon, and it shines in and hits the mirror. And unfortunately, it starts the moonlight, which I didn't think it worked exactly like that. I mean, it's light, so whatever. But the moonlight bounces off the mirror. So how will Dr. Coffin, whoever's behind the mystery, how does the moon power, the moonlight power play into this? Ah, so there's a, it's not for moonbeams, it's for sunbeams. It's for a solar furnace. It's used to create high temperatures by concentrating rays of sunshine, according to scientist Fred. And Shaggy's like, why would it be in this kooky sanitarium? And that's what I'm wondering, too. And just as Fred says, I don't know, we, and he's thinking about getting down to solving this mystery, Dr. Coffin shows up in the mirror. So the, the boys are having a great time. The dudes are just chilling and having fun with the mystery. And all of a sudden we go to Velma and Daphne in their bedroom. And they hear a commotion outside. And there's some people being loaded into an... Okay, I gotta pause this real quick. What I don't understand is, like, they're loading people into an ambulance. And every time, like, the first time that ambulance went by... Daphne said this, and now she says it. She says, at this time of night, there is no time for death, Daphne, or injury, or illness. Like, I don't understand what she doesn't understand about this. I don't know. It's just getting, it's just, it's just getting on my nerves. Okay. I'm going to go back a little. I think Dr. Uh, Gooseberry, Trucksberry, Barry McBerry face, I think he's there. Okay, so it's not it's not Berryface, but Velma and Daphne noticed that there are dead bodies being loaded into an ambulance at this time of night. So Fred, Shaggy, and Scooby come sprinting into the room to tell them that they they found that they found the Mad Doctor, Doctor Coffin, and they found a secret room. And then Velma and Daphne show them the dead bodies. This is very heavy stuff. I mean, I. It's, uh, I mean, there's, like, a lot of, like, disappearances in Scooby that, like, the gang... Oh, there you are. Deep breaths, everybody. No yawning. I bet every time I yawn, some of you guys have yawned. But, uh, it's just, it's super heavy. I mean, there's a lot of disappearances in Scooby-Doo history... Um, I can't find an episode that's facing the correct way. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, but no, it's just, I'm surprised that they're actually acknowledging death and dead bodies. Usually it's just disappeared and like an insinuation that they could be dead. But anyways, the gang is, was following the ambulance and they got to a, they're on the, on this road and they got to a sign that said bridge out ahead. And everyone's like, well, what should, I mean, the bridge out ahead, we shouldn't, we, we shouldn't go any further. And, and Fred's like, no, we can't lose this ambulance. We're not going to stop. Not a chance. 
So he just goes and he nearly drives right off a bridge that's, you guessed it, out ahead. I love that. He was he saw a sign and he's like, this is the time where I disobey authority. You can't stop me, you silly road signs. But uh, yeah, yeah, I can see the red from the clipping in this file. So the audio is not going to be up to par. That's okay. I know somebody who has Amazon Prime. So if I can remember for the life of me after this is recording, I can uh, I can just order some XLR cables. Probably a new USB. Okay, so the gang gets back to the sanitarium. I think they're all sleeping. <laughs> and um, Doctor Coffin's playing the organ like a like a like a, a an, an organ playing champion. And the dogs, Snookums and Cuddles, come out of their cage and they're on two legs and they're dancing with each other, like some sort of like little little mamba or salsa. It's crazy. And little does Doctor Coffin realize that he he got Scooby's attention too, because Scooby's also a dog. The brainwave experiments. So Scooby comes down. He's in a trance and he starts dancing with. Uh, I don't know if it's Snookums or Cuddles. Shaggy wakes up. Oh, cool! Shaggy's wearing a different shirt while he sleeps. Super cool. We don't see this very often. And Fred's got a different pajama shirt on. Okay, but anyways, the gang meets. The gang meets to talk about Scooby being gone, and they're in this purple hall with a green door. I find it odd. I mean, I guess that's just normal sanitarium colors. Okay, well, they're in a... Now there's purple floors and purple walls and green walls. No, green floors, green walls, and purple walls. This is crazy. This is a crazy, crazy setup. Uh, so the gang comes down and they hear that they follow the sound of the organ and uh, they see Scooby and all Shaggy has to do is shout Scooby Doo wake up run and he snaps him out of his trance but unfortunately Dr. Coffin stops his uh, his organ playing because he realizes there's an intrusion and he sends the dogs after Shaggy and Scooby and I I cannot let you guys forget because hopefully some of you are watching this alongside me. I cannot let you forget that, I mean, it's been like this in like every Scooby-Doo episode ever, so I shouldn't be surprised. Maybe it's just a, maybe it's just a, just a weird morning, but I find it so ridiculous they couldn't get like stock audio of dogs barking or record one of their dogs like doing different barkings. Like, just bring it into the studio. No one cares. It's the 60s, the 70s. Like, but... <laughs> And so every time the dogs bark, it's just some dude going rah, 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 and it's like that. It's not like an actual bark. I don't know. I just, I wanted you guys, I want you guys to know that that's all I'm thinking of. Oh, oh, hang on. I clicked the wrong thing. Don't you hate when you try to click play on a video and you click the title and it sends you, it's like a hyperlink to the same link and you just open it up in a new window? Yeah. Alright, so Shaggy and Scooby uh, think they're safe. Oh, they are safe. So they go into a room and there's just a big pile of wigs that scares Shaggy at first, but Scooby has a little fun with. And I wonder if that's going to matter? Or is it just a, a, an empty, empty room with a huge, like, five-foot pile of wigs? 
oh Jesus, Fred, Daphne, and Velma walk into the same room and turn around, and Fred goes, oh, excuse me, madam. Okay, so they're also questioning all the wigs, and I'm glad I'm not weird. I'm assuming it's something to do with the the bodies. The I don't know if they're actual bodies. I, it's this is I I honestly I have no clue. I mean, obviously, this sanitarium is like a setup. The ghost is a cover for something. We all know that. Now there's... Um, they're, near a, they're near the border. They're very close to the Canadian border. And it's been established that this road near, sort of near the sanitarium is used as like a getaway into Kent to cross the border illegally. So, this person who's who's as the uh, this person who's pretending to be Doctor Coffin is smuggling something across the border, but I can't understand it. The wigs? What are the wigs? I don't know. I'm lost. But uh, anyway, Scooby and Shaggy found a, a lab, and they say it must have been Doctor Coffin's old lab, and uh, they're messing around, and Shaggy's finds it equip the equipment and he's gonna tell Scooby how it works, how the doctor was doing the, the stuff with the the uh the music. <laughs> but uh the, you know, Dr. Coffin shows up and he's chasing them around. They go into an X ray room, they go into an X ray machine without the you know, proper uh, vests or anything, so one time it's not that bad I would assume, like but you should not go into an X ray machine without something, you know, the lead vest or whatever. But anyways, uh, they, you know, little chase scenes going on. I never know how to narrate or how to, like, write these after the fact when I'm writing the episode. You'll know it. I'll say, oh, there's a little chase scene. They, they have a little this or that. But uh, I'm, what do I say? All right, so now Shaggy's dressed up as a doctor. He says, say, ah, he's tricking Doc, Dr. Coffin. Actually, Dr. Coffin has some of the longest arms you will ever see. Oh. Wow, he very nearly catches Shaggy. Wow, that was actually... I was a little scared. I thought he was going to catch him. They never catch... The ghost never catches Shaggy Scooby when they're running away. Alright. Oh, man, I'm loving this classic Scooby music. <laughs> I really like this episode. It feels like I said it earlier. It feels like there's, like there's stakes to it. Like there's, like it keeps feeling like the ghost is actually maybe like I said maybe it's just weird. It's a Saturday. I gotta work in the middle of the day. I'm watching Scooby at seven something in the morning. Maybe that's maybe that's why. But wow, okay. So Scooby and Shaggy literally just trapped Doctor Coffin. Newsflash: extremely impressive. Something you never see. Oh. Okay, so Fred, Daphne, and Velma walk into a morgue to find all the dead, disappeared patients. 
Oh. Okay, wow. The mystery just revealed itself. So the morgue looks like there's like, it's, you know, you can see everyone's hair sticking out, but there's sheets over the presumed bodies. Fred rips one sheet off, which is very disturbing. And you don't see a dead body. It's just uh, blocks of gold, bar gold bars. And there's wigs at the top of the blanket where the gold bars are to make it look like it's dead bodies. So that's what they're smuggling across the border. They're using the sanitarium as a cover that's so funny. I feel like uh, like the, the cops and like Border Patrol and stuff, I feel like they would be suspicious at just how many bodies are going in and out of this place. Oh, geez. So uh, Scooby and Shaggy actually showed up in the morgue, and they were trying to hide, and they hid in on one of the the dollies under some blankets like and and uh the evildoers the bad guys think that they're they're dead they're the gold bars that they're trying to transport so scooby and shaggy are about to be sent across the border illegally all right so scooby and shaggy are in the back of a hearst uh, and then Fred, Daphne, and Velma are trying to follow as closely as possible behind in the mystery machine as to not lose the the, the ambulance, Hearst. Oh. So there's like a little electrical shockwave that the ambulance can shoot out. That'll open a secret path passage into a, a cliff, the side of a cliff. This is actually really cool. I gotta be honest with you guys. Oh no, okay, I'm confused. I thought this whole time that they were going into Canada. But I think the gang is in Canada, the sanitarium is in Canada. And they're trying to cross over into the U.S. That makes sense. I mean, they want to bring gold into the U.S. without the, the customs and this and that and taxes, whatever. You know, business, cool, adult people stuff that people know about. I certainly know about. I definitely do. I mean, it would make sense if they were fleeing the United States with the gold that they got from the U.S. But whatever. I guess we're coming from Canada. I like how we explain that as if everybody was confused like you were all sitting there like oh oh yeah that's right this is okay canada u.s yeah but i was as far as i can tell i'm probably the only one one of the only ones watching this and and two like the only one who was confused <laughs> all right so scooby and shaggy have been made because scooby got a little scared and and the the two ambulance dudes medics quote-unquote medics uh notice him there's a little chase scene and i guess the gold bars they were being like wrapped and like stamped in something sorry i didn't hear that <laughs> i don't want to repeat everything i just said so i am definitely gonna leave that in there and once again, list, anyone listening probably was 
started hearing that music and they're like, oh, oh, this is this is it. The episode's kind of coming to a close. All right. This is for, but no, no, not this time. Sorry. Okay, so as that was happening with the, the outro music and whatnot. Oh, my gosh. You're not even going to hear that because editing, we can fix it in post. I'll just slide it over and you'll never hear it. Yeah, because I'm not recording that track. Man, the magic of technology and editing. That's not even technology. That's just straight the magic of editing. Outstanding. Okay. So uh, the the gang catches Dr. Coffin. So there was a million-dollar gold robbery that occurred in Montreal. And it was Dr. Old... Not Dr. Gosh darn it. Uh, Officer Oldfield who was behind it. He was posing as an, as an Officer Oldfield. He's not an actual officer, but he was just on the border trying to, you know, keep people out of there. But yeah, that's right. So the weirdest thing ever is happening. While the gang is, like, explaining what happened, like they're, they're you know, talking about the mystery like they always do, Scooby's eating an apple, like the most, rare, where did he get this apple from? And a worm comes out, and it starts jumping at him and, like, yelling at him and, like, opening its mouth, and it eats the apple. Like, why did they why did they do that? I love when animators do that, especially in Scooby-Doo. Something's going on, and they just decide, how about one random... Yeah, one random little, like, fun, ha-ha-ha, the kids will love this. But I don't know. Who am I? Apparently, I'm I'm not that funny. Oh yeah, and it turns out Doctor Chucksberry, Gooseberry, Berryface, whatever. He uh, he uh, he had nothing to do with it. As the gang was explaining the mystery, and they were loading the the evildoers into the the police car and stuff. He opened the window and was like, hey, can you guys keep it down here? I'm, I'm trying to sleep. So he slept through the whole thing. Honestly, overall, I mean, literally, like, every friggin' episode of Scooby-Doo is one of my favorites. But, I mean... There was actual... Uh, honestly, I really like this episode. Scooby-Doo, uh, lives on forever, and like I said, every episode is one of my favorites. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I know this wasn't the, uh, cleanest episode in terms of the sound, maybe a little, and eh, maybe a little off for a couple reasons, a little clipping in the audio. You might not hear it. I may just be hyping you up to hear stuff that's not actually there. You know, there might not be an, an inordinate amount of noise, but there was that. Uh, it's a little rushed. I didn't write anything down before I did this. I'm just watching it live. So might not be the cleanest episode, but thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you to Dave Seste for the use of his music, Night Surfing, for the theme song. Uh, and, um, yeah, thank you again. And we will see you next time. Stay groovy. And remember, I wouldn't have been able to get, get away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. Mm-hmm.